Hey, hey, lady, welcome. This is a podcast on how to have it all. That's right. You get to have a body, a relationship, a career, a business, a bank account of your dreams. And in this podcast, you'll learn how to get it. Recording. Awesome, awesome. So welcome, welcome. Today, I'm super pumped to have my friend, client, and a woman who is a rock star in life and business, Raquel Schaefer, on with me. Hi! So excited to be here and see your face. Yes, we're doing this live as a video, and if you're listening to the podcast, go find Raquel on Instagram or on the web and follow this woman as soon as you can. Raquel is a success and body confidence coach and mentor, and she works with women, and she'll tell us more about it, but she helps us figure out how our body success relates to our success in life and business in general. So such a huge topic. So I'm super excited to have you. Welcome, welcome. Thank you. I am excited to be here, actually. Good deal. Good I have a ton of questions for you, so I'm gonna try not to overwhelm you. But basically, those of us who are checking out this video or a podcast, what do you can expect uh, from the next half hour? You're gonna get some practical tips and spiritual tools, or at least ideas on how your body image, your relationship with your own body, has a direct correlation to your success. Totally. Right? Like I think, like one of the main thing that I would like to help women understand especially your audience because so much of your podcast it's about the woman who wants to get it all you know the bank account and the success and the happiness and the self-development i don't want to help women see that our bodies are ally in that pursuit is not something that we need to put on hold is not something that holds us back it can actually come in that success formula and help us achieve those results, not only quicker, but in a more meaningful and complete way. So that's really what I would like to do with this podcast is help your clients, your audience understand this main, this main concept that's really your body is there for you to be successful. So when you say, and that's the concept I know I asked you time and time uh, before to explain to me, what do you mean or what should we adapt as a belief, right, when it comes to body success? Like, what do you mean when you say body success? So body success is not really that you need to look a certain way to be successful, as somebody may think the moment that you hear that word, right, body success, body results. It's about healing whatever is holding you back in your body, restoring your relationship with your body and really getting connected and present in your body so that you can be successful in every other areas of your life. So if you want to be successful in your business, for example, being able to be present and in tune with your body can support you in doing that. It can support you by giving you the energy to show up, It can support you by allowing you to ground yourself in your body. It can support you by accessing the intuition and the creative flow. You cannot do that consistently if you put your body on hold. You know, I'm sure you have witnessed many entrepreneurs, especially at the beginning of their career, where they say, let me put my body on hold and let me focus on my business. Then when I'll build some momentum, I'll go back to that workout. I'll go back to take care of myself. 
I mean, I've done that. I've totally right. done that. I spent like two years writing a book. And although I am a fitness person and I'm so into with my body, I began to put my body on hold thinking that that was the smart thing to do. But then what happened is the moment that you create that disconnection, you become, it's almost like something softened, your connection softened with other areas of you, like your creativity, with your motivation. And then you begin a series of self-sabotage behavior and you think it's coming out of nowhere, but really where it's coming from is you not being able to function and show up with integrity in whatever it is you want to do. So it's not so much about how many clients you will see one day, how many um, packages you will sell, whatever it is you want to do. It's about did you do need it to do in order to show up with integrity in your business, okay. whether it's a post or what is that you do every day. Okay, so I love the idea of sacrifice. So before we jump in though, I do have a question. So when you say being present and connected to your body, having the connection to your body. So if somebody is not quite aware of that, right? So if somebody has been like most of us having a battle of not looking good enough, not being fit enough, carrying the stories, whether they were implanted in our upbringing or society made us feel not something enough, right? So when you say, the ultimate goal is being present and connected. So if I am looking for that state of being, uh, having a good relationship with my body, how would that feel or what would be my experience when I'm in tune with my body? Well, your experience of being in tune in your body, it's more of an understanding that you are not becoming anything that you're not now. It's an understanding that you're returning to something that you always had, you always were, and you always will be. Meaning you were born connected with your body. If you look at a baby, right? right. There is an immediate connection. Like a baby loves everything about his or hers, her body. Like you'll never meet a baby who feels like, oh my God, my nose is too big and my thighs are too chubby. I can't love myself today. Right. There's no thing. Like they love themselves. Like I have two kids. They love themselves. It's ridiculous. Then what happens is that we forget. Somebody comes in and tells us, oh, wait, you can love yourself, but only if you accomplish X, Y, Z, or if you look like that, or if you, you know, belong in this particular category that I create. Mm -hmm. And then we forget, right? So what it feels to be connected with your body feels like being in the flow. It feels like being aligned. It feels like being in a natural state where things just come to you and feels right and you're grounded and anchored in your feet. Like you're actually feeling your breath taking place in your body. You're present to your physical sensation. You're present to your, the smell in the room. You're present to the air around you. You're present to the space you occupy as a woman, right? So look, right. for example, at any woman that you think is like, I don't know, for me, the sexiest women on the planet, I'm thinking like Beyonce, I'm thinking Olivia Pope. Like, I don't know if you okay. watch, you know when Olivia Pope like walks in and she has that walk where Beyonce had that amazing like performance at the, what was it? I think it was the Super Bowl that there was uh -huh. coming back and she's walking. And what's so hard about her walk to me is that she takes ownership of her body. It's like every step is like, bang, I'm here, right? I'm right. here. I'm occupying this space. I'm going in deep. I'm showing up 1000%. I'm not holding anything back. 
Yeah. That is to me somebody who's in their body, right? So for me, if you are in your body, if you haven't experienced that connection, if you're listening to this and you're like, I don't know if I've been there, think of the moment where you felt like you were making an entrance. Mm-hmm. When you felt like, oh, I'm a thousand percent here. I'm in the groove. I'm in the flow. It just feels fun, right, good, complete. Yeah. That's the idea of how we want to show up in our business, right? And how our body can help us do that. Yeah. So it's almost like unconditional love and acceptance of who you are and what your body is. Totally. Right? Be, Plus okay. responsibility for the space you occupy. Yeah. The yeah. sense of ownership of saying like, my life is not up to somebody else. It's not that I'm mm-hmm. here because, you know, Jay-Z made me do it. Sure. <laughs> or Jay-Z. Or, you know what I mean? It's like, I'm here yeah. because I am present a thousand percent in it. Invested. Yeah. That's, awesome. that's, that's to me being present. It means you're invested in that moment. So let's take it to the business world. Mm-hmm. You're doing live. You are more present to what you want to communicate in that live than not into your mental doubts that we all have, right? To mm-hmm. that that holds you back you're on a date with somebody right you are present to who is this person i want to learn about him i'm curious about him what is he about or she about mm-hmm. him, right you're not like am i looking good enough oh my god this dress is like so tight on me oh my god did my hair look good or right. right like that that's like being present into your body it's like mm-hmm. feeling your breath being dropped in and you can just sense it when those people are around you because you feel them we feel people mm-hmm. Yeah. It comes through as body language because that's how it comes through. But right. the body language is an expression of how you feel and how dropped in you are in your body, how present you are, how grounded, how anchored you are into your, you being a woman, really. Yeah. You being a woman and everything that that means. Yeah, I love that. You know, when we talk, especially in the business world, when we talk about success, it talks, we talk about, you know, what's next, how to, how to do this, that. And whether it's a practical or spiritual side, which I love both, right? So when it comes to the body success, like it's not a concept you hear about a lot. And especially when we are building our businesses behind the screen. So, right, you can build a super successful business and show up very minimally in terms of your face on the screen, right? So you can build content and video and this and that and the other thing without being present physically there. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting to hear that being present in your body helps you bring that confidence and express that through whatever you create right yeah i agree i I think that comes present even if it's just an audio recording right i used to do music and i can tell you that if you're present in your body when you record a song it's not just the vocal skills your vocal range right take Mm -hmm. an artist like pink for example that i know you love i totally love there is a vulnerability there is a realness and a presence and a humanity that comes through the voice and even the imperfection of her vocal performance mm-hmm. that it's an embodiment of owning who she is, right? That I think right. what distinguish an artist from a vocalist, right? A vocalist yeah. that does cover and can perform Celine Dion, like Pink, like whoever, and then there's an artist to me, we need to yeah. be artists in our business. We need to be, we are our secret sauce. We need to be the, you know, bring on that vibe fully and embody it fully. Even if you don't show up, it's not just the image. It, right. It's really that, and you feel it. That's people, I think in the industry, they call it being authentic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Right. And there is a science to be authentic. It means you can't be authentic unless you are there. Yeah, yeah. You can't be there unless you're in your body. Yeah. I feel like I need to ask you, like, what are the tips? If somebody's like, holy smokes, I never thought about the fact that I need to be present in my body. I'm so stressed or worried about my notes and my slides when I show up or what I'm going to say or how my hair looks, right? So if somebody is eager to explore the idea of body success and being present and making that the one of the pivotal points or components of your success, like what, what kind of tips can we give them, right? A couple of things a woman can do to be more present, to be more um, aware of what her, her body relationship is, right? And how that mm -hmm. no, totally. I mean, I think I could sit here and give you like a hundred tips, but I want to keep it simple because I believe in less and more when it comes to this. Sure. So the first step that I would think is becoming aware that it's part of the equation, right? So I think every process that you look go through it starts with awareness so mm -hmm. you listen to this if you feel like oh my god yeah i don't think i've considered that or oh my god i've been the girl that just like raquel put herself on hold to write the book i'm doing that right now because i'm thinking let me finish my digital course then i will you know write yeah. that about my body put in put that date into taking care of yourself and putting pulling yourself out of that equation. Mm -hmm. so the first thing is becoming aware. The second thing, once you become aware, is to sort of like make it part of your daily practice. So whatever you do to, I am going to give your audience a meditation to help you with body success, to help you integrate this work into your body, but really make this a priority, meaning you're in that meeting, feel your presence, ground your feet, feel your feet anchoring into the ground. You are experiencing anxiety before a presentation and you're hearing in the back of your head that voice like, I should have worn something different. I should have done this. I'm not looking good today. Oh my God, I'm getting my period. I'm feeling bloated. I'm feeling off. Take a deep breath. Breathing is one of the biggest things that help you center. Also envisioning a line that is going through the middle of your body is something very helpful, very grounding. Any kind of breathing work, any mm -hmm. kind of really uh, grounding work can help you do this. The point is to put that intention. Because if, for example, you're doing breathing work because you say, I, I do yoga all the time. Right. Use that yoga, but put it the intention of doing that to create success in your life. Doing that just to do that without that conscious intention, it just it benefits you, no doubt, but it's just such a small part compared to what it can actually do for you if you do it for the right reason. When we shift the why we do things, not just what we do things, mm -hmm. our results get like amplified. You know, it's it's, it's crazy. Yeah. I don't know if you ever experienced that, but for me when I change and, and I try to do that all the time because it's so easy to get caught into the hustle and say, I just want to close that, you know, whatever, many sales, this. Right, right. Needs to have, I need to have 10 people, 20 people, 30 people, whatever. By the end of the month, it's so easy to get there because it's yeah. huge. We want to see results. 
And there is absolutely nothing wrong in wanting results and being ambitious, but there's got to be a bigger why in there, like the why that moves us, that desire to want to help women, that desire to serve, that desire to, you know, really bring joy into their life. Like I see you doing a lot of that with like even incorporating body movement and doing a lot of other things in your life to bring joy into not just your client, but pretty much every woman that crosses the path with you. I think that's where our power lies. There's where our body success lies, to use our body 360 degree of ourselves to tap into that why we are here, to our purpose, right? Our purpose, what is that? Why are we here? How can we shop fully for that? So those are my tips. Like I would say, one, become aware that your body is part of the equation. Two, use it, incorporate it, shift that intention in everything that you do, especially that it's related to body movement. And if you're not doing any body movement, by all means, please do. Allow yourself 15, 20 minutes of movement. I don't care if you're dancing alone in your underwear, doing steps with (laughs) Jenna, or with me or with like, you know, Tracy and I don't care what you do. Move your body because your body is a gateway to move your emotions, right? Emotions mm-hmm. is energy in motion. But it cannot be emotion if you are still. So stillness is yeah. great. Meditate, work hard, but put your body in the mix of it. So definitely yeah. those are, are my tips awesome. to get started and get moving. I love that. That I feel like that's something we can take and implement right away. Cool. So let's dig in a little bit in the in some some of the deeper concepts that you and I have spoken a lot in the past. And I want to bring some light to things that you talk about when it comes to connection, right? Certain things that we connect. And um, you started talking about sacrifice. Right, so the idea that the sacrifice is required to accomplish something, I never thought about it in the relationship to the body, but when you first mentioned to me that the idea of losing weight and how we should really eliminate that concept and use things like releasing weight, uh, letting go of weight or you know whatever the right combination of words is and how it connects to our fear of lack and uh, some of the concepts that are so deeply ingrained. Can you shed some light on that? Absolutely. So I think like the first time that you and I spoke about it um, was me trying to correct you to abandon the word losing weight uh, just in general. And I think it's so common because we grew up in a diet culture that tells us lose weight, lose weight, lose weight. And I have been totally a victim of that culture. I have in the course of my life, I think I told you this before, but I've gained and lost a combined 1,785 pounds. Well, I always pretty much looking the same. So right. <laughs> that tells you the shift of weight that I've been going through. And, and, and it's not for this talk or another talk. Uh, <laughs> If your audience is interesting, I'll show you how to calculate that for yourself and you might realize that you've been in the same boat because we always think of weight like, let's say you have a goal of Mm -hmm. 10 pounds, but we do not look at the weight that we have shifted over the course of our lives. So those 10 pounds and you gain and then you lose and then you gain and then you lose and then you gain and then you lose. When you put Mm -hmm. those together for the amount of diets you've probably done in a year or in 10 years or in 20 years, the numbers that I get, um, or not as bad, or sometimes worse, but nonetheless, 
you can get some crazy numbers. So I have been a victim, so I'm coming from a total place of understanding of how easy it is to believe that weight is something you lose. But then if you really think about um, what it means to lose something, and you apply that verb, that expression to other things, you'll understand that to lose something means to accept that that was yours to begin with, that you're coming to miss something yours. For example, if you say, I lost my keys, I lost mm -hmm. my job, I lost the love of my life, I lost my chance to be happy, I lost whatever, you know, I lost money. Right. You lost something means you had something that belonged to you and now it's been taken away. Right. And so, because it was taken away in a way and it belonged to you in a way, your mind, your heart, your body, it's open to get it back. You're available mm -hmm. to get it back because it was yours to begin with. When it comes to weight, it's very similar. So if you say I'm losing weight, it's saying I identify myself as that woman who weighed that much. Mm -hmm. And now I lost it. But I'm available yeah. to be a woman again because that was me to begin with. And right. it's that when you release, it's more about letting go, release. Like I left that guy. You left mm -hmm. that guy. You don't really want that guy anymore. You're done. Yeah. Right? And that's the same thing with weight. Weight is like an armor that, that we use to protect ourselves. It's something that we acquire along the way. It's something that we get accustomed to. It's the byproduct of habits that we learn. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, it's not us. We are yeah. not that. We're not even really that, this body. This body is a vessel that carries who we are, our purpose, our spirit, our desires. So basically the, basically, the idea of holding on to that weight is could it be connected to that fear of lack and like not having enough and holding on to it? Because if you think about it, the fear of lack is feeling like I don't have enough, mm -hmm. right? Feeling afraid is not feeling safe. When you don't feel safe, what you do, you hold on to everything that you have, mm -hmm. right? Body weight included. So if you don't feel safe, if you feel like there's danger ahead, what do you do? If you think, if you have limit, if you feel like I have a limited amount of money, mm -hmm. right? And I don't feel safe because the economy sucks. There's a global pandemic. What do you do? Do you go and freely allow that money to come in and out of your bank account? No. You are holding on to the money you have, living in fear of spending, of investing, because you don't know what tomorrow will bring. Mm -hmm. And that it's totally understandable, totally human, but it's also something that in prevents you from making maybe the right steps and investment and moves to start your own business. Like this mm -hmm. is not to start an online business, but a lot of people yeah. are afraid to do it. Why? Because yeah. they're holding back that fear of luck, right? They're going to take away even this little thing I have of me and our weight, our body weight is our human. It's our meat. <laughs> on our bones. Yeah. It's like, yeah. it's like in, a, in a way we say we want to be slim, but in the other way, it's like, let me hold on to, all that the armor and that protection that I have. It's yeah. part of that. So how, how trippy is that? So let's say somebody grew up with a fear of lack or with an idea, right? It's, maybe it's a family narrative that there was never enough, right? So I see, and I've been, I've been there, like overeating or maybe over consuming, over, um, you know, being overweight and holding on to that weight, right? Even though I thought I wanted to lose that weight, but like holding on to those things because I felt unsafe and I didn't realize it at the time. And now I, as you mentioned, it's so much more pronounced, but how interesting that is that your beliefs about your body 
or the idea of not having enough, maybe it is just in the relationship of to food, how that can affect your chances of success in life. Absolutely. But if you think about it, right, let's go back to the baby again, right? Mm -hmm. As a child, your first identification of self is the body. Right. So a child comes out and is like, what the hell is going on? I used to be <laughs> in water, swimming. There used to be borders here, now there's no borders. No. What is going on? Like one of the, so funny, like one of the things children do, and I remember I was shocked when I saw my first boy doing it. It's like, they almost like, and I think that's why in America they wrap them up. Like they don't do it in Europe, but they wrap them up. But in Europe, they don't wrap them up. And what they do, mm. they just move their fists, like, you know, out. Um, yeah. Because they don't understand that there's space around them, right? Mm -hmm. So then they're going through that stage where they get fed, so food, and then they learn there is a perimeter to their body. So mm -hmm. they like stare at their hands for hours, like, what the hell is this thing with these five limbs moving? Wow, how cool is that, right? So that is our first identification of self. And I think in our psyche is deeply rooted. Our body is deeply rooted. And the same way as food is deeply rooted because we, yeah. we are born with that need. So as we grow up and our need expands, the root of who we are, the perimeter of ourselves, the identification of self, the nurturing of self, and the you know, expression and connection of self and love that we get in the moment we are fed as children, we are held as children, all comes together and then it affects all other areas of our lives. I mean, yeah. I am not um, obviously a therapist, but um, there's so many books about it, so many very interesting yeah. stuff about that. Yeah. You know what interesting to me is that when I, as you know, I was in fitness for a decade and when I moved into online business space as a fitness coach, right? So what I noticed that women were coming to me time and time again with the same five, 10 pounds. And after a while, it's like, I just can't deal with this anymore. Because I realized and I identified it in myself years prior to that, that having that sense of control or feeling like you're on control of your weight, it's like, okay, I'm going to go on this diet. I'm going to lose this weight. I'm going to make this hard. I'm going to, you know, sacrifice the time and the wine and the dinners out and desserts, right? Because it has to be hard to succeed. But what was interesting to me, the pattern of repeated losing five, 10 pounds again and again, right? So I would have the same clients come back to me time and time again. And honestly, that's the beginning of my story as Jenny Panova LLC, because I realized that self-awareness and working on yourself and healing those relationships and, you know, maybe rewiring some of those limiting beliefs and habits, like that's where my help was needed. And I, you know, dug into personal development and personal growth, trying to help women identify those limitations but it's fascinating to realize how much of it is pre-programmed with us in us and how little Especially awareness women, right? yeah Especially oh for women. sure yeah i mean like crazy or yeah because body. yeah the body seems to be such a big success factor and it's interesting to know you know to bring some awareness and some light to the concept it's like you can't ignore the fact that you still have some you know, lack of acceptance around who you are and how you look when it comes to your success. And that's the correlation I didn't necessarily always have in my mind. Like, how does my business success connect to the fact that I grew up with a sense of luck around, you know, X, Y, Z? 
-hmm. but it's it's all connected and it's it's crazy it is crazy it is really crazy because if you think about it i think it happens in layer like our awareness i think that when you started to help women in fitness you thought in that moment that you wanted to help them for the five or ten pounds but really what you wanted to do is you wanted to help them feel better about themselves the five or ten pounds were the you know the symptoms that you were dealing with but you really wanted to heal the root cause which it just helped you evolve that's why you evolved into something different it's because you were interested in the root cause i mean you might have not known in that moment but that's what you were going for from the beginning right you wanted those women to feel good about themselves and seeing them coming back for the same thing meaning their face hard on that same wall it's just it's just painful to watch i totally like i come from the same background so i totally um feel you on that but it is crazy how connected it is and it's crazy how it's not taken into consideration the connection because so many times i'm like what the you know is body yeah. success it's like body yeah. success it's not what you think you know but I, I i refuse to change the term because i believe the term needs to be incorporated right it, it will be easy to change the term right to say like i'm just gonna stop calling it body success because people otherwise think that I mean, you need to be a certain way to be successful, lose those 10 pounds to be successful, I, which is exactly the opposite of what I say, but I refuse to change the term because I deeply believe that that's what we need. We need to change our terms. We need to change our approach. We need to change the way we relate to ourselves, our bodies, our business, and we need to understand that it's okay to have it all as women. Yeah. Because there's something there that I feel we struggle with. There's something there where I feel like, oh, if you have the love life, then you can be successful because then you'll make more money than your husband or whatever it is. Or if you have successful, you can be a mom because then and even if you are, you're going to neglect your kids. Or if you are a mom and you are successful, you sure can look good because then you literally have no time to work out or to take care of yourself. You know what I mean? It's not true. It is not true. It's simply not true. It is a bunch of crap that we tell ourselves to create those limits. But the truth is you can be anything you want to be as long as you recognize that you're coming from a place of alignment and of truth and you're not living your life, believing that those are the things you need to love yourself, right? So if you wake up in the morning, I think that is so key. If you wake up in the morning and think, if I, for me to feel successful, I need to be, you know, trim, fit, and I need to make 10K a month, and I need to own my own business, and I need to be married and have two cute kids, right? That mm-hmm. it's the definition. And even if you get those things, those things own you. To me, yeah. you're not... Successful. To me, you decide, you choose to feel successful. And because you choose to embody that success, to ground in your body, and to be unconditional about that, then you most likely will end up having a business that generates 10K or more per month. Yeah. If you love yourself and you feel good about yourself, you will end up meeting a man that loves you or a woman or whatever it is, right? Yeah. I think it's the other way around. Yeah, I, I keep hearing two terms in my head, worthiness and sacrifice, right? So yeah. we somehow adapt the idea that we're not worthy of having it all, right? And I know for me, it's a story. And that's the reason my podcast is what it is, because it's like, 
I had to program and I still work on that reprogramming my beliefs around the idea that I get to have it all because I do not because it's, if I have this, the other thing has to be sacrificed, right? If you're successful in business, then you're single. If you are thin, that you're constantly feeling like you can't have something. And it's such a, you know, it just messes yeah. with my, with my head. You know, it's just such a concept that is a norm. And how do we go about reprogramming that, right? How do we go about changing that narrative in your head? I think, you know, I think there's so many ways. There's like so many teachers that you can follow on reprogramming that and manifesting a different life. But really, ultimately, to me, it comes down to something. It's a decision to be committed to it because this is a long-term project. Yeah. And it's a decision that you decide that you're worthy enough to be committed to this for the rest of your life. And that's personally where I'm at. I've decided, that doesn't mean that every day I wake up feeling excited to work on this stuff. <laughs> you can say, you can say. Scene, you know, it's very <laughs> You can say, but, it's uh, more but, explicit. You know, but it's not, but I really, it's because sometimes it's hard to, to <laughs> cut through the, the heaviness of certain things for me yeah. without going there. But um, being worthy enough to stay committed to your path, even when things don't feel like are working out. Yeah. Being committed to stay, you know, on your journey, even on the bad days. Even on the days where you feel demotivated, when you don't like yourself in the mirror and you understand in those days, it's like, I'm allowed to have that bad days. Yeah. I'm bouncing back. I'm going back to this. I honor my bad days. But it's not, I can tell you, here's five steps to do this. But to tell you the truth, I believe that if you don't have this unfettered and unshakable commitment to spend the rest of your life working on feeling worthy yeah then it's kind of it's going to work for the short term like yeah. it may be something there and you're worthy of that and it makes sounds like crap when i tell you like oh spend the rest of your life working on this like oh man <laughs> but i have my my own theory of happy ending in uh, in my book i have this old chapter on happy ending it's the second chapter of my book when i say it's important to choose the moment and it's so interesting how we grew up reading these beautiful fairy tales, right? That end up as like, and then they live mm-hmm. happy ever after. So in a way, we believe as women that we're going to work our life to get to a point where something is going to give us something. Mm-hmm. A, a prince is going to show up and take us out of the attic in this wonderful world. It's going to take our challenges away. But if like the Cinderella, the Sleeping Beauty, the whatever, Yasmin princess was in real life, it's not that she married the prince and the challenges were all gone. You know, she would have maybe suffered miscarriages. Maybe she would have had adult acne. Maybe she would have IBS syndrome. Like, I mean, we would have stuff. So we think of like, oh, let me find this five-step thing. And then my journey is just about being successful. Not successful, it's a choice that you make every day, just like happiness, it's a choice. Just love, it's a choice. It's not something you do just when you're in the mood of doing it. It's something that you say, I am worthy to be committed for the rest of my life to this. So I take it almost like a marriage, right? When you say a vow in a marriage, Mm -hmm. you say like, 
you know, to, to death, to a spa, whatever it is that you say, in, in, in sickness and in health, I'm there for you. That's something that I believe in our journey to success we need to do with ourselves. Yeah. In good bad days, days good days, in motivation, in fat years and skinny years and yeah. whatever it is, I'm there and I will be there until that is as far and beyond. So that, yeah. that's where I'm at with that. That's awesome. I love it. I feel like we can end on that, but I do have one more question if you have a few more yeah. minutes for me. Totally. So for those of us who like the facts, right? So we talk a lot about embodying and feeling and the sense of it. But for those of us like myself, uh, explain a little bit the science behind the, mod, uh, the body and mind connection. Okay, so um, mind and body connection or body and mind connection, because it works in both ways. Sure. Um, here's how it works, right? Most of us believe that we are at the mercy of our emotions. So okay. I just feel bad today, I feel good today, or whatever it is. But in reality, emotions are patterns that are expressed through physical association, through semantics, through language, and through focus, what we think of. So for example, mm-hmm. if I tell you somebody's depressed, a depressed person has a particular body posture, right? It will be probably right. forward and the voice will be a little down or radically mm-hmm. high because they don't know where they are in their body. Their breathing may be shallow because they have no energy. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah, stuff. You can feel body. it, yeah. And then, like, and then the happy person is that it's like it's suspended, it's energetic, the limbs are light, they don't feel heavy, they're moving. You know, the, there's those things. So, emotions are expressed with this thing. Each time we have an emotion, our brain releases a chemical that comes out from hormones that travels to our, through our body and reaches every single cell in our body. And we have a tr- over a trillion cells and informs each cell with that emotion meaning it attached this chemical to the receptor which is the external part of each cell and inform the internal element of the cells which is mostly made of energy mm-hmm. with the information we are depressed today right? right so our thought goes and informs our body how we should feel and how we should embody that feeling mm-hmm. this works the other way around as well so if I am depressed and I'm feeling down and I'm moving my body, I go through a high intensity class and I take in a victory pose and I do breath work. My body informs my brain that we are no longer depressed. We are moving things around. So mm-hmm. this is how it works because we use this term mind and body so many times. And I think like people is like, oh, mind and body. It's like, it's, it's, it's the name of 18,000 websites and apps. So people <laughs> use it like water, water, water. Mm-hmm. And yeah. really there's meaning to it. It means that your body has the power to change how you feel and how you think. And your thoughts have the power to change how you feel in your body and vice versa. That's why things like, I don't know, EFT works or right. therapy work because, mm-hmm. because our nervous system is able to change information in our emotion, right? By tweaking yeah. the experiences that we have in our body, we can release or relieve the experience we have emotionally yeah i love that i love that it's important to know because whatever you do even if you do yoga again 
do whatever practice you're already doing. There's nothing wrong with it, but try to bring more awareness. That is the biggest piece of advice. I hope you get a, from this podcast is whatever it is that you do, bring in that awareness, bring in the reason why, do it intentionally, understanding that your moment in that 30 minutes yoga flow or your moments running or your moments doing breath works are not just moments to let me do my meditation, they're moments to transform your vibrational experience of your body, which will show up in every other areas of your life. And bringing in that intention, I think it's like the first step to then open up to many other things that you will be guided to um, when you're ready. Yeah, I love that. And I'm, I'm sitting up taller and I was thinking yeah, about, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I started the video I recording. Saw, and just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> taking a deep breath and just feeling here and now. So you're not frazzled, you're not worried about what knows or whatever have you. And, you know, I always uh, tell my, my people that if you want to be successful, obviously in the business related field, but in anything really, it's like it, you have to work on it yourself more diligently than you work on anything else. And I love being able to bring this piece of your body awareness and how your body truly affects. Like if you're getting on a webinar and you're like, okay, I'm going to kill it today. And you're all hunched up and you don't believe it internally on a cellular level and your body projects that. It's like, oh, I'm just going to suck at this. and It's not going to work. Like, it's hard to achieve your goals if you're not feeling what it feels like to be yeah, successful. If you're not feeling it, nobody else is going to feel it from you or yeah. feel attracted to that. And we spoke about this so many times. Like, you remember how many times we spoke about the voice tone? Yeah. I see people online. I teach confidence. I see how people go into this high-pitched voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I have this wonderful course and you can like, and you know, and just like, I know, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, you don't even believe in it. Why should I believe in it? Yeah. So there is an embodiment of your voice. There is a vibration that comes from you. When you believe in something, you're more in your gut. The breath is in your body. Just, just notice it, people. Like, mm-hmm. just when you speak about something, you believe it. It comes as this, this gut, third chakra voice, you know, yeah. like, embodying it and backing it up with your presence and, and that's really what what doing that what working together body success means is to bring that equation of body emotion mind spirituality all in one thing so that you can be the true most authentic you most authentic you to me means the most complete you yeah I love and i want you to make sure that everybody hears another important piece of it just because you grew up, you were raised, or you have the belief on not being worthy enough or fit enough or something enough, you get to re- reprogram that. You have the tools and you have the ability to rewrite your story. And if to this point you never felt successful, there are tools and there are mechanisms and there are things you can do to write a different story, to take on a different belief. Absolutely. Like if you want to like come in, and I have a whole chapter on that, on the neuroplasticity, how to rewire your brain for that, how to shift those beliefs. So Free Your Body book is going to come out in November, but I am going to allow you know, your audience to just show up. And if they want, jump in the waiting list. And there's going to be so much about this. The whole book is about that. It's about recognizing that those beliefs you have about yourself were things that you picked up along the way, right? So the idea mm-hmm. is that, 
no matter how you grew up with, the true, free, um, confident, successful self already exists. And all the other things, right? These limiting beliefs, this fear, this, these layers of blocks that we so much recognize ourselves in, they're just stuff that are covering up that free self and we need to release them and it's so important to look at them this way because it's so easy for us to identify with those things oh that's just me that's just raquel i've always shifted between this much weight and that much weight and blah 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 blah. and you know and i grew up like this and my mom told me this it's so easy and there's value in looking at those beliefs but not in identifying yourself as that's me because that is not you those are things that are covering you up and that you have the power and the tools to release so that you can be your most successful authentic self for sure awesome awesome i love it so it sounds like we just scratched the surface of the topic there was a lot more to it so let's make sure people are clear on where they can get more resources. So your book is coming in November. What's the name of the book? The book is Free Your Body, Seven Steps to Get the Freedom You Deserve and the Body You Desire. Perfect. So the book is not for sale quite yet, but if you want to, you can get on the wait list and we'll share the link uh, with our audience. Also, when you do pre-register, no big deal, just drop your email, right? So when the announcement comes that you can pre-order the book, if you want to, of course, you'll be able to purchase it and get your hands on it. But in the meantime, when you do pre-register, Raquel will share um, a meditation practice. Am I correct? Yes. This is like the body success meditation. It's the beginning meditation to get you into the journey of weight release and really embodying that success for yourself. So that's awesome. Great place to start. Awesome. Okay. We'll drop the link for that. So pre-register for the book. If you decide to get it in November, you'll be the first one to know. And in the meantime, you'll get access to the free body success meditation. That's awesome. Thank you. Awesome. Well, thanks for, thanks for jumping on.